Welcome to Health Education England Southwest Region Allied Health Professions mini podcast series. This has been created by AHPs in the region who have completed a key speaking skills training program with COG UK. You have the opportunity to hear from a number of Southwest AHP faculties on their work, AHP workforce fellows, and a regional AHP repair project lead on their roles and the programs that they are supporting to deliver. I'm delighted to welcome um, Somerset AHP faculty who are a great team and I'm delighted to introduce first Louise. Would you like to say something and then let's pass on to the rest of the group. Thanks Robin. Um, so I'm Louise Albridge. I'm the AHP, um, Somerset AHP faculty lead. I'm also a dietitian and an ICU based in Yeovil District Hospital. Um, I'll hand over to Ralph. Do you want to go next? Thanks, Louise. I'm Ralph Hammond. I'm a physiotherapist and, and normally work in West Somerset in the stroke service. I'm currently on a secondment to the HP Somerset faculty as project lead. And I'll pass over to Juliet. Hi, I'm Juliet Sturgis. I manage the orthotic service at Yeovil Hospital and I'm also the AHP workforce lead and um, working to develop our workforce there. And, and I'm going to hand over to Agnieszka. Agnieszka. Hi, I'm Agnieszka and I, I'm by background um, senior rehab assistant and I have been seconded to work as a AHP support worker development lead. And I'll pass on to Rosie. Hello, my name is Rosie Harry. I'm a speech and language therapist by background. I'm currently on secondment at Yeovil Hospital as clinical um, educator for AHPs. I'll hand over to Sally. Thanks, Rosie. Yeah, hi, I'm Sally Mayer, and I am the preceptorship facilitator for AHPs in Somerset. Uh, so I'm working with the faculty on a secondment, and I'm an ODP by background. And I'll hand over to Claire. Thank you, Sally. Um, I'm Claire McFadgen. I'm an occupational therapist, and I'm the learning and development lead for the occupational therapists in adult social care in Somerset. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for your introductions. That's good to get to know you all, for the audience to also listen in and see who's actually going to be speaking from your team. Now, I know you've been working really well as a team, which is great to pull together um, this podcast interview series. So um, I'm going to ask a, a question to start with um, uh, a little bit really about what made you or what made you want to join the AHP faculty in the first place? Perhaps we'll go to Ralph. Is that a good start? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Working in the stroke service, I was conscious that some of the problems and challenges that we face there are not particular or peculiar to physiotherapists and occupational therapists solely in stroke. And so I was really motivated to understand whether we can collaborate across the county to try to overcome some of these challenges. So it's recruiting um, staff and keeping them and keeping them motivated and stimulated intellectually. So that really was my driving force for joining the faculty. OK, and um, perhaps Rose, do you want to add a little bit to that or your particular angle and what, what happened for you? Yeah, well, I think my whole role really came about, um, I think I think because of the, the faculty, because there was um, practice education facilitators on the kind of Somerset Foundation Trust side um, and it was found that there was a bit of a gap on the Yeovil Hospital side so that's kind of how my job came about um, 
And then I realised from kind of speaking to Louise and, and Vicky at the time that there was lots of work streams within the faculty that really helped me with my role. So preceptorship, return to practice, international recruitment and placement expansion as well. So it was fantastic networking for me and um, gave me a kind of a resource of, of um, like minded people that I could speak to and share ideas with and get some advice from as well. And that's that's great, Rose. Thank you very much for that. And I just wonder, Claire, perhaps you're nodding vigorously. Could you help us give a little bit more on what drove you and motivated you to join the faculty as well? Yes. Yeah, so I because I work in social care, we're not part of the NHS, so we're a little bit detached a lot of the time. So it's really brilliant to be amongst other professionals, other AHPs and to share ideas um, and to look at how you know, ho hopefully we'll all work together to overcome a lot of the same issues that we're all working on at the same time. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it and getting a lot out of it. Great. OK. And Sally? Yes, yeah, so my role is funded from Health Education England and um, the funding came through the faculty. So when I saw my what is my, now my job advertised, my background is improvement as well as being an ODP. And a part of improvement is about streamlining and looking at the preceptorship. We are kind of streamlining it and making it um, equitable. So that really pulled on my heartstrings of um, making things fair for everybody. Um, and that's been a common theme throughout my career, I think. Yeah, so I think there's quite an emotional connection motivating people. They've seen things, they've witnessed things and they wanted to make a change, which is all very powerful stuff. Juliet, do you have anything from your perspective? Yeah, very similar to what Claire was saying, really. I had um, a brilliant opportunity to develop some apprenticeships into some of our professions. Uh, and I could just see from that the, the kind of thrill of developing our own staff, but also how we could share those ideas much more broadly through our network, which covers a number of professions. And I just wanted to make sure that learning was captured wider than my immediate world, really, and spread that those good opportunities. OK, so very powerful. That's great. OK, anyone else want to add anything else on this particular section? I guess I, I would like to add something as I guess the, the faculty was born officially sort of in 2020. And and after the COVID pandemic, it was a real springboard for us to really focus on our workforce. And good timing with the people board we had a load of enthusiastic people come together um, to really think about you know, supporting our workforce and and getting more people in our workforce so it was really well well timed as well for us as a faculty um, to really um, get more momentum behind the whole national sort of idea of a faculty and a council mm -hmm. okay and is there anything else anyone wants to share specifically perhaps about you know what what would you want to tell people about the faculty to sort of really, again, I'm sure you're giving it from your enthusiasm and your motivation, which is very powerful, but is there anything else you'd want to share, you know, with anyone listening about what, what would drive them to either want to be a faculty member with you, Agnieszka? Um, yeah, absolutely. It would be great to let people know that the faculty is open to everybody and every idea, everybody's idea is welcome to, to the pot of, of great um, knowledge and and skillful thing, uh, skill, skillful people. So I think it's good to good to be involved. And also, as we are all got background as AHP uh, professionals, um, we are very much rela relatable, um, and people can um, find themselves in us as well. And we can be a voice for them as well if they want to. Okay. Well, yeah, it's certainly demonstrating your team spirit is great as a sort of a message to pass out to anyone else who wants to connect in with you and network with you as well, which is which is obvious and clear. Um, having met you and worked with you, so uh, yeah. So what what else would you say? Um, anyone else want to share anything specifically? Those key things about the faculty that you've found 
useful to you, but also perhaps useful, Ralph, to, to, to the outside world. Yeah, thanks, Robin. Uh, one of the crucial aspects to the faculty is that we're working across the whole of Somerset with the four major employers of allied health professionals um, in Somerset. So that's with the County Council, the two NHS trusts and a large hospice employer. Um, and what that's really demonstrating is a lot of the, the challenges that one organisation may be facing is really quite similar across all four. As a consequence, people are needing to learn how to share and developing relationships, working relationships rather than just spoken aspirations to share. Um, and that makes the, 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 the ongoing work much more meaningful because we're working with people we know and we like and that we've, we've got a connection with. And that's I've really noticed that over the last six months, how relationships have evolved and grown. And um, it, it has been stimulating because we're working on a common goal. Mm -hmm. And what would you say then the key challenges are? You mentioned or maybe someone else can help in terms of the key challenges that are shared by these organisations. You say they're quite similar in a way once you get to grips with that. So anyone else want to chip in and, and say that or perhaps Ralph, if, if no one else? Well, there's a challenge to recruit staff, there's a challenge to retain staff, and there's a real challenge to develop their career in the ways that they want it to evolve. Mm -hmm. um, and we think that in allied health professions, uh, particularly in Somerset, there are endless possibilities for where their career might go. So uh, rather than one person in one service doing all the work to promote a career or a profession to teenagers, um, we, we can share the organisational coordination of getting different people from different services to attend to different, the range of different schools and colleges to develop a story for how we promote a career in one of the AHPs. Um, mm -hmm. And that's about sharing resources and, share, and working efficiently and working smarter um, so that people aren't having to travel long distances because they feel they're the only person who's who's taking responsibility for, say, career promotion. And I just wanted to follow on that because I guess leadership comes into this. So using your own leadership skills and evolving those, maybe could someone tell me about perhaps first how you're evolving your leadership skills to help you run what you do, but also perhaps imbibing that in the people you're working with. Anyone want to mention that, Sally? Or well, for me, I think um, someone leaders that I really um, inspire to be like are people who are relatable and they're not intimidating and, I, and are inclusive and I think that reflects what the faculty is about is about being inclusive and I think my leadership skills are have developed to um, about you know learning how to delegate and not being embarrassed to ask someone to help you and, and everyone has different skills that they bring and not knowing everything is actually a good thing sometimes and you have a fresh pair of eyes and it, it includes everybody and I think that is um, what the faculty is about and sharing knowledge. Claire? Um, yeah, and I think through making this this network, getting to know what each other have got to offer and who's good at certain things and who's leading on certain things, we, we have people we can turn to when, when we're trying to support our own um, workforce. Uh, we can say, well, I might not know the answer to that, but I might know somebody who, who does. Um, so it's really opened up those opportunities as well. So can you maybe practically, Rose, or, or perhaps you could tell me, how do you open up those opportunities that, that Claire was just talking about? How do you actually make it happen to kind of connect in the way you do in your team? Yeah, so I suppose um, for, for my role in particular, some of the opportunities um, that we're, we're trying to support with, kind of going back to what Ralph was talking about in terms of um, some of the 
shared challenges that we face. So one of them is trying to um, have enough student placements for our AHPs because we know that we need so much more AHPs and the universities are increasing the amount of um, students on their courses. So we need to be able to provide enough placements for them. Um, so in terms of opportunities, I think it's all us kind of working together, those of us that are working on that kind of work stream. Um, to look at kind of innovative and sustainable models of, of student placement. And I think it's, I suppose, in terms of kind of leadership skills, it's trying to be able to pitch those to teams and talk to them about how they can put those in place and then um, support them, support teams to put these different models in place in a, you know, in a practical way. So I think that's a really good opportunity. And why, why would you... Sorry, Ron, to interrupt you, um, but I want to add to what Rosie is saying there as well, talking about students. I think faculty um, also have added um, some value in terms of giving opportunity for students to, to have placement with the faculty has um, opened people really early in their careers to what AHPs are, what have to offer, that opportunity to add value, having a project to work on. It's it's really been enlightening to see how much benefit that is given the student and also the faculty as a whole as a good example of how to connect um, people around a, a topic, but also to um, to add some leadership skills. So it really represents the whole breadth of what we're trying to to achieve. Which is really and Ralph, how often do you get together actually as a, as a team, as a faculty group? I mean, I think you do quite often, but tell me a bit about that, because it's actually a meeting as well. We're, we're a collective, so we, um, we, we have a variety of different meetings. So uh, there is a faculty meeting uh, which is once a month um, and that's open to all our health professionals who would like to, to join and engage or just to listen into the, some of the topics that we're addressing. And then there are six work streams that meet either once a month or every six weeks or so. Um, uh, where the people can dip in and out of um, or engage in one rather than all of them. So they can it's, they can pick and choose very much. And then we also work with the Allied Health Professional Council um, that sets the direction, the, the strategic direction of a lot of the work that we do. So again, that's a, a monthly meeting that most of us here today uh, join and contribute to. OK, so quite there's some good structure set up and quite a good support, clearly a good support network that brings you all together, which makes it all work. And I was going to say, why why would you say there needs to be more AHP leaders? How would you encourage from what you've done and what you've learned, um, perhaps to kind of encourage other AHPs to take on leadership roles, join faculties? What would, what would you say would be your, your key sales pitch? So I'd like to come in at that point, really, in that I think um, the best ideas often come from our frontline clinicians and actually you know it would it's hugely pleasing when we get support workforce along to our meetings to give those ideas as well because they are experts in their field and they these people that are in direct contact with the patients will see the problems and come up with the solutions really much more quicker than anyone uh, you know higher up in an organization that we need to feed that information in and we really like that bottom-up approach to problem solving for our patients and again I, I share the the views of all my colleagues on the call in that the the more diverse the people we're talking to the more innovative the ideas become 
And uh, I think that's a really great way, a great thing to come out of the way that we've organised ourselves with this very open approach that anyone can join us. Well, I tell you, that sounds amazing. And what I wanted to do is really to pull now into that area about what you've learned. And I think you've shared a big item there about what you've learned by being part of the faculty and what that's given you. Anyone else want to share some other kind of things that really fill them with the enthusiasm that Juliet just shared, really, for how it works? Oh, I would like to learn uh, to, to share something. Aga, do you want to go first and then I'll go after you? Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think recognising how diverse we are here in in the group, um, we can learn from each other and learn from each other experience. And we will be all passionate about very different areas, um, clinical and non-clinical, and those things will be driving us. And that what can that can actually enthusiast other people. So that's that's what I learned and I really appreciate. Thank you, Anouise. I will echo that. It's very similar to what I was going to say. <laughs> it's about uh, just learning about the breadth of AHB skills um, that AHB professions and, and what we have to offer um, alongside our very valued colleagues, of course, in the health and care environment as well. But also it's creating that um, leadership through movement, um, like a, a movement rather than, you know, just one or two people. It is just that that whole um, sort of network and, and sharing platform has just been so great different ways of leading and moving things forward. Okay, anyone else? Ralph, add a, add a little more? Yeah, fab, thanks. Um, one of the things, the key things I've learned is the number of services. So we, most of us on the call today are clinicians or have recently been working in clinical practice. Um, but we are also, the nature of faculty is to work with other non-clinical services and both, all organisations, have a lot of non-clinical support services such as the learning and development service, the library and knowledge service that are very keen and are set up to work with clinicians to support their the work they're attempting to do and what I found in the faculty is that building relationships with those people, um, the more I do, the more I work with them, the more I realise the range of, of services um, and trainings that are open to all clinicians that most clinicians have got no idea about. Okay, Ralph, well, thank you for that. Anyone else want to finish up? Because we're near, near the end of the, the podcast. I just want anyone else want to share a gem or something that really strikes with them as to, I mean, you've shared an awful lot already, but is there anything else anyone wants to add that's, um, that really chimes with them and makes them, well, proud to be part of what you're part of? I'm really proud to be part of the faculty because um, um, there was a big gap in looking at looking at the support workers um, and it was recognised by the faculty and by the council, which is ma massive appreciation from all the um, support workers I've got pleasure to talk to. And they're all very keen to um, work with us, giving us data and giving us the information about themselves so we can then deliver and help them to to progress their career, which is really amazing and is, you know, amazing that faculty and, and council focus on those people as well. That sounds very, very supportive and very useful all around. So thank you for that extra comment. So I think we're just about done, but thank you so very much to all of you from Somerset AHP faculty for joining me today and to record this interview and for doing the training. So um, thank you all and I'll say bye bye for now. Thank, thank you. you.
Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.